episode of the Closeout Podcast is brought to you by the, the new movie, Tenet. So if me and Noah knew as much basketball as we knew what was going on in the movie Tenet, then the Closeout Podcast would be going on for two weeks, and then everybody listening, or if anybody listened to it, would make fun of us because we wouldn't know what we were talking about and we would stop. We wouldn't even be in our episode. What, what episode is this? Uh, we're 27 something. 27. So we wouldn't even have that many episodes because me and Noah, we both went and saw Tenet last night. Not together. It's weird. Still, we both just ended up seeing it last night. I know. Yeah, we both ended up going to see it. And we're about, we're, we're both as confused as ever. Um, I had no idea what was going on. I don't like being confused in movies because, I don't know, like you just like to know what's going on. But somehow, this was one of my favorite movies that I've been this confused during. Just because of the way that it was shot. And it's Christopher Nolan. People, there's like a written rule. You can never hate a movie that Christopher Nolan makes. I'm pretty Absolutely. sure. It's somewhere. Absolutely. But, yeah, we both went and saw Tenet last night. Not together, just... Fate took us there. I, I had a hey, Fandango gift card that I went and used. There you go. That's the way to do it. And I tell you what, I'm getting closer to you. So last time we did the podcast, I was in Nebraska. I am now in Kentucky. I'm back in school. So we are very close to getting back on the court with each other, which makes very me close. very excited. And, and speaking of basketball, we have a ton to talk about. And, and also, what was the last time we did a podcast? Like two weeks ago? Yeah. There's just been so much that has happened. The first round of the NBA playoffs is almost over. Big breaking news yesterday. Steve Nash gets hired by the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to be with KD. He's going to be with Kyrie. That's going to just be absolutely fun to watch. And then, sadly, we have Chadwick Boseman. I mean, I, I, I didn't know. Calling you, calling you and telling you the news just broke my heart even more so, than seeing it on Twitter. So, yeah, I want to tell our listeners, Chadwick Boseman and his role in the Black Panther and other roles, like he's awesome in 42 and all this other stuff, but the Black Panther role, me and Matthew love, we love Chadwick Boseman. So I'm hanging out with some friends and I get a FaceTime from Matthew, which I always answer because you only get a couple of those a month. So I went ahead and answered very, it. very rare. And he tells me the news. I honestly like had to sit down immediately when I heard it because losing Kobe and Chadwick in the same year, I think that's that's tough, dude. Awful. Losing the Black Panther is tough. Yeah. So. And Kobe Bryant, I love Kobe Bryant. Respect the heck out of him as a player. I remember when he was playing, I wanted him to lose all the time. I was not a Kobe Bryant fan. Chadwick Boseman, I'm a Chadwick Boseman fan, yeah. like you just said. Loved him in 42. That was his start, was 42. Yeah. And then when I heard that he was going to be Black Panther and what he did and all the Avengers movies and Civil War where he got his start in the MCU, just absolutely incredible. But, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. I don't know. What are they going to do about Black Panther 2 now? I think that they should just stop it where it is. Just I'm going to be honest. It. Like, because well, the, that role should just be his, and it's it's done now. 
Like Yeah, the the way that they ended Black Panther one, it doesn't have a ending where you think, Oh, they have to make a sequel. No, I don't they think they most definitely yeah. can end Black Panther one just where it is. I don't think they need to. There's a couple things I want to talk about uh with this Chadwick Boseman death and then we can move on, but um, number one, I think this hit me harder than Kobe because I felt, I have always felt like, you know how when you see somebody on screen and you build that relationship with them, I never built a relationship with Kobe, like you said, cause I always wanted him to lose. You yeah. always wanted Chadwick to win in the movies. So yeah, I feel absolutely. like or the world's gonna die. both of them hurt. I think Kobe hurt the world a lot more cause the world kind of stopped when Kobe died. And I think by now, with everything that's gone on in 2020, all the horrible things, by the time Chadwick's death came, people are starting to get kind of numb, I feel like. So I don't think it stopped the world as much as when Kobe died. Um, but personally, Chadwick's death probably hit me harder than Kobe's death. And I forgot what my other point was. Oh, the, I think if they were to make a Black Panther 2, I'm going to give you my quick movie pitch. Yeah. You completely just end T'Challa's like story right there. And that's just what Chadwick did. Maybe bring back Michael B. Jordan somehow, um, his character, and maybe give him a role. I don't really want to see anyone other than Michael B. Jordan in a Black Panther did movie. It, did it, didn't Michael B. Jordan's character die, though? Yeah, well, the they would have to bring him back to life, but in... Like with in a Black Panther movie, that is not like that's not a crazy, not outrageous to do. Somebody said Donald Glover. I don't know if I want. I don't know. They said that he could replace Chadwick as T'Challa. I think T'Challa needs to be done. His story needs to be over. But I don't know how I feel about the about Childish Gambino being in a Black Panther movie, but. Who knows? Donald Glover is a beast, so maybe it would be yeah. cool. But yeah. Oh. Maybe the guy from Tenet could be in it. Yes. I like I mean, him. he was playing like Tenet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. Oh, but. oh, I have to ask one more thing about Tenet. Your boy and my boy, Robert Pattinson, is in it. We get a little glimpse of what Bruce Wayne might look like when he's all cleaned up, <laughs> and, and I like what, what I see. I like what I see. I love I what I see. Oh, my gosh. The trailer for Batman. In, oh, oh, my God. So good. So oh, I got to tell gracious. this story, too. I swear, guys, we'll get to basketball. <laughs> but when the we, Batman, we, we love this stuff. When when the Batman trailer came out, Matt just sent me a, a little clip at the end when he says, like, I'm vengeance. Matt didn't know the full trailer came out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, this is sick. For like 45 minutes. And then I send it to him. And I just like knew. This I just made this whole man's night. Like I, I was night. just sitting in my hotel room, just crying my eyes out, watching how beautiful this was. Did you know? And, they and seeing him in Tenet, you're absolutely right. Oh yeah, like it's gonna be awesome. The preview, of the Bruce Wayne look. Yes. But uh, my roommate, Bedcock, shout out, told me that they made that trailer only off of 25 percent of what they filmed. This think is what about, I heard too. Think about how nice that's going to be. Because that was a dope trailer off 25%. Of oh, movie. yeah. I also trust Matt Reeves with my life and this movie. So Matt I think Robert good. Pattinson's going to be awesome. I love the Riddler and the Penguin and Catwoman all being in it. I'm amped, dude. I'm ready to, yeah. I'm ready to go. But let's yeah. talk about and basketball. We're here for basketball. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, don't you have a don't you have a question for me? You said you wanted to ask me a question, or did you already asked a question? It? Yes. No, I don't remember it. So before we get into all that, Jim Nance. <laughs> basketball let's start off really quick Steve Nash what do you think about the hire you love it yeah because you take a look at the Golden State Warriors Steve Kerr didn't have any coaching experience and he took when he when he signed with the Warriors he got a great team he got Steph and Clay and then obviously KD comes in but I would even say that Steve Nash I don't know if he's going to be a better coach than Steve Kerr but his basketball IQ has got to be just as good, if not better, than Steve Kerr. This is MVP Steve Nash, and it sounds like he has pretty good relationships with Kyrie and KD. So I really like the hire, and I think it's going to work out. Yeah, I think Kyrie and KD are two guys who are very hard for coaches to kind of reel in their personalities and keep them happy. And I think somebody like Steve Nash, who's been around the league for a really long time, is going to be really good for that. I also... A lot of people have been comparing him to Steve Kerr, and I totally see it. Like, and I think Steve Nash is like well known as one of like the best basketball minds as far as players that have ever played. So this could be, I think it's a gamble because whenever you hire someone who has never coached before, you're gambling. Like, no matter how much they know about basketball or how great of a coach they might be, still a gamble. But I think this is the best bet for Brooklyn in the long run. So let's get into the playoffs, though. I want when I say fit the other day, I'm, I was like, Matt, can you do a solo podcast? He's like, sure. I'm like, OK, keep it like 15 minutes real quick. Just do a recap. I get on and it takes 45 minutes for it to download. And I was like, how long did this man go? Turns out it was like 40 something minutes. But let's do a quick 15 minutes on the first round. And then let's go to the second. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about. We'll do the quick ones first. Lakers-Portland. I'm going to be honest. I'll just go ahead and give you my take on this series. I thought after game one, maybe, maybe Portland can do something. But Dame has to drop 50 a game. And that has to, that, that has to be set in stone. He drops 50 a game. I expected this 4-1 uh, series and the Lakers to move on. But I know it hurt you because your boy Melo was balling and could not get the job done. Yeah. When this series started, I thought it was going to go six, and you're exactly right. Dame needed to be on basically every game, and he struggled a little bit. So that's why you get the five. That, that's why you get the Lakers winning four straight after the Blazers win game one. And, yeah, it, it hurts, but I, I'm definitely not surprised by it. Yeah. Okay, quick move on. Milwaukee, Orlando, I don't really have any comments about this series. I knew what was going to happen since they get I don't either. Magic just got lucky in game one. All right, cool. We're going to move to the bottom left. The Clippers versus Dallas. At one point, when Luka wins shot of the shot of the playoffs so far, I think. I got the double double bang from Mike Breen. 
the double bang. It's rare. <laughs> I think that around game three, I thought maybe Dallas might be able to do something, but I just don't think Dallas – I think they weren't equipped to take down the Clippers in, in the playoffs. But Well, not having Kristaps Porzingis out there with big, a torn meniscus, big. that is huge because – Luca was having to do everything. I know they can – the Mavericks can shoot the ball pretty well. They rely on the three ball a lot. Tim Hardaway Jr. Seth Curry was actually – I want to say it was game four where he was a walking bucket. He looked like his brother Steph. He couldn't miss. But when it came down to it, to end the, the, the final two games of the series after it got tied two to two, Luca just could not get any help. And then Paul George started playing like himself because yeah. those first four games, he was atrocious. The, the memes that were on Twitter, oh, I mean, they were him. awful. I yeah. mean, they were going at him. Yeah. You kind of felt bad for the guy. I mean, really. he deserved it. He was the one who went on Instagram talking trash. I did see that. I was like, what are you doing? When you're not he, playing, he, yeah. he, he said something like, why do y'all care what I do on the floor? It's because, because that's your you job. are a national basketball player. You are a pro player, my guy. What are we doing? Yeah, that was the dumbest thing he could have done. But and then let's. I'm. We might get this done in ten minutes. Dang. All right. The Pacers, Miami. Miami has yet to lose in the playoffs. In the second yeah, round, Miami's balling. Jimmy Definitely. Butler is. I, I was watching the game the other night, and I think somebody said this somewhere, but in the fourth quarter, everyone is exhausted except for this man. I don't think he's human. I legitimately no, don't he think he gets grind. tired. I don't think he gets tired. Well, did you see the quote when asked if he's going to bring his family into the bubble? He said, yes, sir, nope, I this did. is a business trip. Yes, you got to love it. Yes, sir. <laughs> you may hate it, but at the same time, I, I absolutely – Love the love he, the quote. He him being this locked in is gonna push them to the conference finals, and I I think they'll beat Milwaukee in five. But we'll get to that. And then we got Boston and Philly in the first round. I'm I'm doing the two worst series before I do the two West the two West best series. Yeah, Boston Philly. You Philly Philly I, I, may I, split up. I I want to say this just for our listeners. You told me that you didn't think Boston was playing great about game one or game two of that of that first round series against Philly. What do you think now? Uh, Boston is my dark horse, and I can definitely see them going to the finals. Okay. That's what I like. The way to hear. they've been playing, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker. They should have beat the Raptors last night. It should be 3 0 Celtics, yeah. but like you said before, we'll get into the second round here in a bit. Okay, and then we got the I'll say I'll save Denver Utah for last so you can roll on that, but okay. Houston OKC. I, I want to talk about number 1 Chris Paul was great in this series until the end when he tried to do too much. I think if he in that last game if he would have trusted his teammates a little bit more, maybe they're maybe they're playing LA right now. You know I hate James Harden. You know I, I hate him. Do. I hate I him more than anyone. Yes, In that last game, he played. He shot the ball absolutely terrible. I was loving every second of it. And then 
God comes back to me and says, he's going to get the game-winning block. James Harden, if you would have told me at the beginning of the game, James Harden gets a game-winning block to push them to the semifinals, the conference semifinals, I would have told you you are an idiot. And then he did it. So my hate for James Harden grew so much. You know what I wanted to see more than anything, and I wish I could still go back, is see if that ball would have gone in if James Harden wouldn't have blocked it. Because that would have been the biggest shot of I, – I think yeah. that would have been then the biggest shot of the playoffs. So what did yeah. you think about this series? I thought that the Rockets, if they cannot make this a series against the Lakers, then Mike D'Antoni may get fired and they may have to split up this team. Yeah. Because obviously it's not working. They've been trying to get James Harden much more help over the years. They get Chris Paul. They don't think that's going to work. So they get a younger and supposed to be more talented Russell Westbrook who looked mediocre in this series. I know he's coming back from an injury, but Chris Paul was eating his lunch. Chris Paul looked like arguably the best player on the floor in this entire series. So with that being said, if the Rockets go home in five games to the Lakers, they may just have to sit down the front office and say, hey, this is not working. Maybe we just need to trade these guys and go into rebuild mode and restart or get away with James Harden and Russ and get new guys to come in. Yeah. You could probably get some pretty good pieces for James Harden. You oh, get yeah. some good pieces for Russell Westbrook. So uh, th- this thing is just, it's, it's just not working. James Harden went one for nine in game seven from downtown. That just cannot happen. And every, every year we see James Harden in the playoffs, every year I start to think even more that, you cannot have this guy as your best player on the floor if you want to win a championship. I'll say this. I think this series is going to be the biggest series of James Harden's career thus far. Because Absolutely. It could, he could redeem the past five years of playoffs with this series right here if he can beat the Lakers. I don't think that's going to happen, but the opportunity is there. And I think at the end of these playoffs – the Rockets are, are going to split and Philly's going to split. That's going to be the two big things this offseason. But as far as this series, the sad thing is that Chris Paul was the best player on the floor when you have James Harden and Russell Westbrook on the same team. I would have loved to see if Chris Paul was on this Rockets team playing like this, what would have happened. So yeah. if, if, if Chris Paul had anyone on his team in the series, they would have won the series. Oh, yeah. He just had basically no help. No, nothing. Except for Lou Dort going off for 30 points, pulling a rabbit out of the hat. Never happened again. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Denver-Utah. Arguably one of the best matchups in Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray that we're going to see in the playoffs. How scared were you throughout this series that maybe Utah was going to take a game or two and pull out pull out the series well when they got a 3-1 that's when I was in panic mode obviously as a fan you're gonna stay hopeful in your team yeah you're gonna have the thought of yeah they they can do it they can come back 3-1 but realistically in my head Donovan Mitchell 
They couldn't stop the guy. Denver's defense is so bad. Jordan Clarkson was coming off the bench, dropping 20 points with ease. You have Joe Ingles. Rudy Gobert was actually looking a lot better than Nikola Jokic. But then Jamal Murray came to play, saved him in game five, and then game six saved him again. In game seven, it was actually Nikola Jokic who came up clutch in game seven. Jamal Murray was struggling a little bit, but for crying out loud, he had 142 points in a matter of three games, three games straight. So I'm really shocked that Denver was able to pull off the 3-1 comeback. I was laughing because the Cavaliers' Twitter responded, welcome to the club, because they were the last team to pull off a 3-1 comeback, and that is the best finals in the history of NBA finals, my guy Noah Lynn. That I will never forget that. Uh, best thing that's ever happened. Best thing that's ever happened Worst in the NBA. Worst thing in my life. In the NBA. But they are so fatigued right now. And and I, I keep wanting to get to the second round. They just looked so tired last night when they were playing the Clippers. And it was funny, too, because Chris Webber, to begin the series, when they were going down 3-1, he was talking about the Denver Nuggets, and he said, you know, this team, they have a bunch of good players, but they have no killers. And I think Jamal Murray is slowly starting to become that guy. Nikola Jokic may be the best player on the team, but when you – when you need a guy to go off in the fourth quarter, it may have to be Jamal Murray because he can create his own shot better than Nikola Jokic can. And he has a better stroke than Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I think you are 100% right about the killer thing. I th- Jamal Murray cannot play tired in this, next, in this next series versus L.A. But as far as this series, when – Denver went down 3-1. I'm not going to lie to you. I lost all hope for it. I was like, oh, it's over. I don't know how they did that. Like, I really don't know how. But I, my favorite thing to watch in this series and that I'll remember from this series is Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray going head-to-head. I loved every second of it. It's incredible. So, so let's go uh, talk about second round so we can get into the exciting stuff. I want to start out with Milwaukee and Miami. Number one. No doubt in my mind, Miami wins this series. Like, no doubt in my mind. The one thing I've hated about this series so far, and I think should not have happened, was Miami winning off of a Jimmy Butler free throw at the end when it was about to... It was just... I wanted to see something more exciting than that as an NBA fan. But regardless, it was a foul. Giannis is is an idiot for that foul. Um... I think there's no way Milwaukee wins this series. I think there's no way. I, I, I say that at most it goes to six because oh, yeah. Giannis is really struggling, and if Giannis is struggling, he doesn't have the pieces around him. Chris Milton, Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez is just not enough. But going back to game two, before that foul call on Giannis, you had the bad foul call on Gordon, Gordon Dragic. Yeah. When, he, when the ref said that he fouled Chris Middleton, that was, I thought, a terrible call. You cannot call that when it's so close. I mean, yeah, it kind of looks like he bumped him a little bit, but at the end of the day, you cannot call that a foul. Chris Middleton had a ton of room to shoot. He was going forward. He was going forward on his shot. What is Gordon Dragas supposed to do? So that was a bad foul call, and then – 
at the other end, it just looked like a makeup call. That looked bad as well because the ball was in the air, and Giannis, when he actually touched Jimmy Butler, he was just trying to get out of the way. So in no way should that have been a foul. I disagree. Too bad. You disagree. You thought that it should have been Giannis, a foul call. I thought Giannis fouled him. I think you don't ever make that call. But when you look at the call at the other end, I understood why they made it. And in the middle of a game, in the third quarter, that's a foul. But at the end of the game, you don't make that call. You do, a referee should not put the game in his hands. That's just my yeah. opinion on refing. But I thought Giannis did. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like a clear-as-day foul, but I think he fouled him. Yeah. I, I think in the fourth quarter, you unless you hear the, the skin yeah. slapped yeah. No, for crying I, I out loud, you see blood. I agree you just let it go. I, I unless it's clear as day. I, I wouldn't say blood, but... Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if you see blood, definitely <laughs> call Flaker call, yeah. <laughs> call Flaker too, for crying out loud. But, yeah, you, you can't make those ticky-tack calls in the fourth quarter unless you want to be killed for it. If he doesn't make that call, nobody's mad at the ref. Because everyone's going to have the discussion like we are right now. Well, you can't make that call in the fourth quarter, so that protects them. Yeah. I, I hated seeing the end of that game go like it did. But, you know, that's just how basketball works sometimes. So, yep. who, who, so you're taking Miami in the series? Yeah. You think maybe best in six or worst yeah. for Milwaukee? I bet they get it done in six. I, bet, I, would, I would take Milwaukee. Milwaukee and them play today. I would take Milwaukee. I just, I just think there's no way that the Bucks go down 3-0. I think that's just crazy. If they but, do, if they do, hey. I think they'll lose in four. Which means if Miami swept the Pacers and then the Bucks, they're going to the finals. Like, I, that's too much momentum for a team like that. Unless they run into that that bad Boston Celtics team. Well, let's talk about Celtics that bad team. Boston Celtics, Celtics team. team. That would be Eastern awesome. Conference Finals oh, would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. So Boston-Toronto. Toronto shouldn't have won the game last night. They got saved. Like, that was – that Kyle Lowry pass over Taco Fall was one of the best passes I've ever seen in my life. That yeah. three, getting that off in .5 seconds, that's insane. And it going in. I, I want to know how this man was that wide open. That's just how is he that wide open? But well, I didn't notice it at first when I was watching the game. But apparently, the Boston Celtics were in a zone. Why? So they were covering all the guys that weren't on the opposite side of the court because maybe they thought that Kyle Lowry wasn't going to pass it all the way over Taco Fall into the corner. And the guy that was shooting, it wasn't Pascal. It wasn't Marcus. It wasn't Fred Van Vliet. It was OG Ananobi, a guy who really struggles with his shot. So, obviously, they're going to leave him a little bit when he's out in the corner. You don't leave him that make... wide open, though. Oh, no, he sir. was wide. Yo, Nobody they, around he him. He could have driven a car through the lane and would not have gotten Probably. Touched. Absolutely. But the Raptors, they needed it. Going down 3-0, Kimba makes that amazing pass to Daniel Tice with .5 seconds to go. 
Everyone thought that he was going to shoot the ball. He's going, he's driving in the paint. There's like three guys merging on him. And then just a little no look bounce pass. Oh, it was a thing of beauty. It was absolutely it was, yeah. incredible. Could not believe my eyes. And then OG just broke. Honestly, I want to see the Celtics get to the Eastern Conference final. So it broke my heart seeing OG Ananobi make that three. But maybe it'll work out for the better because maybe we'll get a pretty good series now since it's 2-1. I still think I still think Boston takes this in six. What do you think? Yeah, Boston think? in six. Boston in six, Heat in six. Yep. All right, let's go to the West. We got Lakers-Rockets. We already talked about this a little bit. In my opinion, for the sake of James Harden's career, he has to win this series. I th- there is no chance... If they got swept in four, I would not be surprised. I don't think they will. I no. think it'll go six. But I think it, I think it'll go five. I say the one game that they win, James Harden or Russell Westbrook just goes off for like probably James Harden goes off for uh, probably fifty points. Yeah, and they end up getting a close win. Very close win. But they have nobody to guard Anthony Davis. No. And the Blazers couldn't stop him. Yusuf Nurkic, even though he looked fatigued as can be, trying to come back and play in the bubble, could not guard Anthony Davis. And he's about the same height as him, maybe even taller. P.J. Tucker goes up to Anthony Davis' hip for crying out loud. Robert Covington, I don't think he's going to be able to guard him. I see him more as an offensive player. AD's going to be dropping over 30 points per game. There's nobody that's going to be able to guard LeBron James. So when he is crashing to the glass, trying to get that layup, they're going to double team him. If he kicks it out and Danny Green and KCP are hitting threes, yeah, this could be definitely over in four. Yeah. Also, I just thought about this while you were uh, talking. I got all my roommates into 2K. Okay, are you guys doing a tournament? Well, I'm trying – I'm easing it in there. So basically – they all just started playing. And okay. so when we play, like I beat Luke yesterday by 54. So, oh but if I keep what doing, team was he? He was the Heat. We were playing 2K12. He was the okay. Heat with LeBron, so LeBron. D Wade, and Chris Brosh. And I was uh, Chicago, who really only had Derrick Rose and Luol Dang. And I beat him by 54. So I need to start letting them win more. I did that at the beginning a little bit. So they would be interested and keep playing with me because the fact that we're playing 2K in a house of nobody with, where nobody really loves basketball, I'm just glad that we're playing. So yeah. I, we're, we're going to go play today after this, and I'm going to let them win a couple okay. of times so we can keep rolling with it. And then maybe we'll get a 2K tourney out of this. Yeah, but, because if you keep beating them, then they're going to lose their love for basketball and you'll never get I'm, it again. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to play my cards right. Also, we did have 2K19 or 2K20. Okay. But, uh, my Playing buddy, the throwback games. That's my buddy had, well, he had it on the game pass, and then they took it off the game pass. So now we're back to 2K12 because that's the only game we have in the house because it was $3 at okay. GameStop. Ridiculous. And, so, and speaking of games real quick, I'm definitely going to get that Avengers game, I think. Oh, uh, my roommate Beck's buying it today, so I'm about to okay. grind on it today. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give definitely. you a review. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to get off topic. No, you're all good. You're all good. I think you were talking about how there's nobody who can guard Anthony Davis – I would, if I was in Vegas and I had to bet on Anthony Davis having 30, I don't know how betting works, but having 30 points or more a game, I would put all of my money in that, in that basket because there's nobody who can guard him. 
and he is going to be the he's going to be the. But who's going to stop LeBron? Nobody. Okay. So because if you put their best defender, if you look at their starting five, you got Russ, James Harden, Robert Covington, PJ Tucker, and Eric Gordon. Their best defender is PJ Tucker. So he's going to be on Anthony Davis. The guy who's probably going to be guarding LeBron is Eric Gordon, who is a pretty decent defender. But come on, this this is the king we're talking about for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, there's no way there. Like I said, if this goes in four, I won't be surprised. I also think I also think Denver and L.A. is going to go in four. Yeah, I think I can see that as well. I saw a clip of uh, Jamal Murray talking after the Utah series and he looked so tired and the the NBA analyst was like yeah you have two days off and he was like I have two days off and he, yeah stop dude, dude needs a break like this dude needs a break but they're not going to get that because they're trying to get these men out of the bubble so yeah. they're done in four too both of these uh series I think will go in four and we had all the series. good good playoff matchups in the West in the first round. And now it's looking like in the second round, the better matchups are going to be coming out of the East. Oh yeah. So there's maybe five, maybe five, but, but the Nuggets, I don't think they so. just can't play defense. They and just can't. And, and the Clippers have way more weapons than the Utah jazz. I also don't think anyone on Denver can guard Kawhi. No, so. May, no one can. No. <laughs> Not a lot of people just can guard Kawhi Leonard. I was uh, I was watching that game last night, and I was thinking, do you think if Kawhi just, like, talked more or was, like, had more well, of a personality? Actually, actually I, only, uh, I only watched the first quarter uh, because we night? went and saw 10 at 9.15. I saw it at 8. I just rewatched it when I got – or I just watched it when I got home and recorded okay. it. But I was just watching Kawhi because that was really all – I could watch in this game because it was a boring yeah. game. But do you think if he had more like of a personality, he would? Because I feel like people don't talk about him as much because he has no personality. Like people yeah. talk about LeBron or Giannis because they're more fun. This guy think, has arguably, arguably been the best player in the playoffs. Do you think, day in and day out he drops yeah. close to thirty points? Do you think he never has a bad game? Do you think that his, like him just not having a personality hurts? people talking about him like probably probably because you never go on twitter you'll see lebron he'll make a three and he'll scream or show some emotion and and obviously they're gonna espn or bleacher reports gonna tweet about it but with Kawhi, it's just it's just a casual 29 points and he doesn't say a thing about it even in his interviews he's just favorite kind of basketball though playing it's just that's just the love of the game you gotta love it you gotta respect it that's a, that's just like a killer. That, that, that's what it's a killer attitude. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. But all right, so we think, as a collective, because this is, I feel like you and me agreeing on stuff never happens, but I feel like it's happened today. We think LA and LA will be in the Western Conference Finals, and Miami and Boston will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Those are our predictions. All right. So mm-hmm. my question to you, if those series were running today, who makes the finals with how everybody's I'm going right now? I'm having the another historic Boston Celtic 
and L.A. Laker final. Wow. wow. I'm taking the Lakers in seven. I'm taking the Celtics in seven. I know what the Heat's doing. But game two, you know, Jimmy Butler really struggled. And I think the Celtics, when you get Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown all going, that they even arguably, even with Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, I see him as a guy who can potentially lock up Jimmy Butler for the most part of the series. So if you take that into consideration with the way Jason Tatum and especially Kimball Walker has been playing, I really like the Celtics in seven. I still think that, obviously, with me saying it's going to go in seven, I still like the Heat. I still think they're going to make it a series. And with the Lakers, I'm just going to trust LeBron. That's that's what it comes down to for me. I'm going to trust the King to get it done with the best player that he's ever had as a teammate, Anthony Davis. So I think um, you've since I've known you since we were 13 years old, you've always bet on LeBron. That's your guy. Um, I I think that that Clippers Lakers series is going to be closer than than any other series in the playoffs. Like, I think it'll be definitely down to seven, and it's going to be one on a shot. Whether that's a LeBron shot or a Kawhi shot, I don't know. But my gut is that I still don't think anyone on the Clippers can stop Anthony Davis. I think LeBron – I think Kawhi can stop LeBron. I don't think anyone can stop Anthony Davis. And then on the East – Not even Montrezl Harrell. I don't think Montrezl Harrell can stop Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is just on another level. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. I don't put a lot of stock in Montrezl Harrell though. Like I'm not a I don't really I would not trust him in like a big game. But that's just just from I, I what mean, I've seen. I the, I the Clippers never have him out there to end the game. Yeah, that's it. But then but when who, you need then, some energy, he definitely there, brings it. If he's not out there in that series, who's gonna guard Anthony Davis? Because he's going to have to end those games. Dubak. Yeah, good joke. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably going to be Paul George. Guarding Anthony Davis. Yeah. You're going to have – you got Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, Marcus Morris is totally going to guard Anthony Davis. Now that I'm – Paul George is a better defender. I, no, I no, would no. have Paul George. Yeah, I would have yeah, Paul you're right, George you're right, you're right. Davis you are right. and Kawhi on LeBron. You're right. I would, I would have Paul George, but at points of the game, do you put Marcus Morris on Anthony Davis just to get some, like, really cheap fouls or, like, some really cheap shots? Because you know Marcus Morris is going to do that. To try to get Anthony Davis rattled? Yeah. i do that. I don't I think put, Anthony Davis gets rattled. I think I think, if I, you think tried I, didn't, to, I didn't I didn't think Luca got rattled and then he did that a little bit but Luca Doncic he didn't have teammates that's a good point and he was st- he was still kind of balling in those last two games when Marcus Morris was doing all that stuff to him I think if you poke poke the bear and Anthony Davis you're just not gonna want to do that if you're Marcus Morris we'll see I think Marcus Morris does not care he's gonna poke the bear. So on the I, I don't I, I I totally agree. I don't think he cares either. On the east side of things, you went with Boston. I think I'm gonna go with Miami, just because I'm I'm kind of all in on Goran Dragic in these playoffs. I love him. Oh, I'm, he's so fun to watch. I I've never been a big Goran Dragic guy until about these playoffs. Just why I I really enjoyed watching him. 
Big Bam on a bio guy. I'm all in on him. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler has, is is the, in my opinion, the best game I've ever seen him play was that game one. Who? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. I think he is a cold-blooded killer. I really do. I think this man is a beast. So I love Kemba. I love this Boston team. There is, I just don't see them beating Miami, especially if they keep rolling like they are. So we both have L.A. and we have Miami and Boston. Do we think Miami or Boston can even come close to beating L.A. in the finals? You, so you have the Lakers. You're the Lakers, go with the sorry. Lakers. Yeah, sorry. I always forget that okay. there's two L.A. teams. I don't think so. Because yeah, me neither. It, co- it comes down again who's – Who's going to stop AD? J- Jalen Brown would be on LeBron if the Celtics make it. And then Jimmy Butler would probably be on LeBron if the Heat made it. And I'm not sure. Bam. Bam. Honestly, the Heat would maybe go more games if they made the finals with the Lakers. Yeah. The Heat, probably now that I think about it, may match up against the Lakers a little bit better. Because you do have Bam Adebayo. You put him on AD, right? Absolutely. Who guards LeBron? Jimmy? No way. Yeah. You really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Because you have Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're right. You got Drogic, and I can't think of their other starter, but if I can't think of them, I probably don't want them guarding LeBron James. Yeah. Unless I'm just I'm trying to think when Jimmy Butler that. is not guarding LeBron, who would... Jay Crowder for like a Jay Crowder, yeah. You could do Jay Crowder. He's a good defensive player coming off the bench. Iggy. Just put Iggy. You could. You could. Absolutely. I mean he's done it before. He's up there in age, but he can still play on defense. Yeah. So so we're both taking the Lakers still. Overall, we think they're gonna win the finals. Yeah. I would say if it's the Heat. I'll say six. Boston Boston or Heat make it. I'll say Lakers and six. Yeah. So before we go, let's talk about Steve Nash a little bit more because I know we hit on him at the beginning, but I want to really get into this higher because out of, out of any candidate, did you see Steve Nash coming at all? Because I didn't. No. Well – I'm pretty sure I heard that Ty Lu was getting considered for the head coaching job, and no, this just came. This just came Ty, out of nowhere. You think Ty Lue would leave LeBron? Um, yeah, to coach Katie and Kyrie, and potentially the next super team. Absolutely. I don't know, man. I I don't think. Yes, he would. Dude, He's I don't going think, back to his I think he knows how good of a coach he is, and he knows that he cannot. He's going back to his boy Kyrie. Absolutely, he would. Kyrie won him a championship. Yes, he would. With Kevin Durant, with you know who won him that championship? LeBron won him that championship. Kyrie hit a shot. Kyrie hit a shot. Don't don't do that. Do not. Kyrie cannot coach a team. We're not having this discussion. Kyrie in those last three games to win the finals was absolutely sensational. Not as good as LeBron. Go ahead and log off here. I'll talk to you later. No, you're not. You're going <laughs> to stick there and listen to me talk about this great finals again, for crying out loud. No, Kyrie, 
was sensational in that finals. Ty Lue, at the drop of a hat, would go and coach the Nets. But Steve Nash, we talked about it, like you said, a little bit in the intro. I think this is a good hire, has a good relationship with Katie and Kyrie and probably some of the other Nets players that we don't know if he has a good – he probably just has a good relationship with a lot of the NBA players and, like I said, probably a lot of guys on the Nets. And he's a former MVP. He knows the game. He's a point guard for crying out loud. He knows the game almost better than anybody else. And we mentioned that Steve Kerr, he came to the Warriors without any coaching experience, and he's got – three rings. So Steve Nash, I think is a great, great hire for the Brooklyn Nets. I, yeah, I'm with you on it. I think it's a great hire. I think it came out of nowhere for sure. My question, there's no arguing. And I don't think anybody's saying this isn't a great hire. My question is, do you think because Steve Nash is such like a player's guy, do you think they'll be able to pick up any other big names this off season or no? Not big oh, names because yeah. they probably don't have a, like enough salary like with the salary cap to do that. No, but do I, think they I, could I get definitely some think pieces? so. I definitely think so. They're they're going to be title contenders, but more pieces, you, you, you don't have a problem. You can get some more guys, absolutely. You take a look at the roster right now. So you got Katie, you got Kyrie, Dinwiddie. You have Jared Allen. You have DeAndre Jordan. You have Chris LeVert who was sensational in the bubble. So you have not a big three. I wouldn't consider it a big three, but if Levert plays like he does next season, like he did in the bubble here recently, then that's going to be really scary as him as your third option. And Spencer Dinwiddie had a great season. So the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat next year. Even if they don't add another, you know, not superstar, but – another solid player to the mix. My initial thought when he got hired was when, I don't know when RJ Barrett's contracts up in New York, but him and RJ Barrett, Steve Nash and RJ Barrett, like Steve Nash is his mentor. I wonder if he were to go to Brooklyn, if he would, if he would make a big impact. Cause he is so young and on such a horrible. Yeah. Horrible that team. won't happen for a while. No, though. no, he is a couple more years, but how long is Steve Nash going to stay there? Like that's the big question. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I think that was a great hire, and we covered our playoffs. We did. Matt, when are we coming back? We can come back next week. Next week, early next week. Talk we should have. We should have came back. We should have came back Sunday, but I decided to sleep in, so that was my bad. No, it's okay. I'm pretty sure I was dying at that point with the Rona. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. No. That's a pretty good excuse to not have a podcast. Yeah, we're all good, though. I haven't had to – I'm I'm driving myself insane because I've been quarantining for two weeks now. Oh, I bet. But I get to go to class next week, so it'll it'll be a little more normal again. So we will be back next week. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook. Maybe Matthew will start tweeting more. I got on and tweeted. Holy I started a little bit. I started a little bit. But that, I got, was a, that was a while ago. Did you see I got on the account when Luca hit that shot and I just said, holy shit, Luca. Yes. I, 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 I looked at it and I said, I didn't tweet that. 
If there's ever there's any no obscenities on the Twitter, they're definitely coming from me. They're definitely but, no alerting. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.